Sentire Media. You are listening to the Latavola Marche Radio Network. morning. Hello and welcome. Thank you so much for downloading our little podcast from Italy. Ciao. I'm Ashley. And I'm Jason. And together we own and operate La Tavola Marche Agriturismo in beautiful Piobico, Italy. Yes, it is a gorgeous, gorgeous day today. Oh, oh there he is. <laughs> well, we'll keep going. Uh, the Pierangelo just arrived to plow the fields, but we have to finish setting up. We're coming to you on a beautiful, beautiful... Wednesday morning, the 24th of April. It's early, and um, whew, we have Clock's a lot ticking. to talk about. We have a clock is now ticking. <laughs> Technically, we already recorded this, and then the batteries died. <laughs> we had to redo it, which is hysterical. We're racing the clock, but we wanted to put out a podcast. Why well, We do. Oh, I don't know if oh. you guys can hear that, but That is know. the sound of a diesel motor starting up and tilling my field, tilling my garden. I love it. It is. It's a good sound. It means you don't have to be doing it by hand with a uh, zapatrice, no, uh, a rototiller. No, what, what will take me a week and a half to do by hand can be done in 20 minutes with that beautiful, beautiful tractor. So we have wonderful neighbors out here, and we don't own a tractor of our own. And Which our, we need. Yes. And our tiny garden is... Is quite large for a vegetable and fruit garden. However, it's small scale compared to the fields surrounding us that are farmed. So asking a neighbor who's on their tractor if they can come by, you know, after lunch just to plow the garden isn't a big deal. Offer some wine, a little meat and cheese, and we're good to go. So luckily when we came home last night, shockingly, Pierangelo was already halfway through. Uh, doing the next step, and we thought, all right, we're moving right along. Yep, we had about a week ago it was plowed because um, last week this the sound of diesel engines could be hear, heard all through the valley as uh, the the nice weather came out and the uh, farmers got their uh, fields ready for planting. And um, now that it's rested a few days, now we can do the uh, tilling. And then today or tomorrow, um, Basilio, another one of our friends, we use. We, we, everyone gets to do a, one step of the process. Yeah, and they're he, all over 60. Yes, <laughs> he will come over and he'll put in the rows and then we can start planting the potatoes and throwing the poop and getting the, uh... Getting it really going. Getting it really going. I know, we pulled out the tomato poles. Tomato poles are ready. Carolyn's seeds are coming up. And if you haven't seen, uh, Ashley th- has been b- making some videos on how to start seeds. And she's to the transplanting phase. And the next phase after that is right to the garden. I so. know. it. That'll be great. And we also got our lettuces planted and um, redid our herb garden a bit. So it's starting to... It's starting to feel like spring. It's coming together. It is. We've had a busy, busy week, which is why this podcast is late. Starting with um, a butchery course that we did last weekend. When did we do that? A couple of days ago, yeah. A couple of days ago uh, in, near Urbino with our... Please, I don't know what day today is, so... <laughs> today is Wednesday, the 24th of April. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we did it with our friends Carlo and Gigia, uh, who own a pig farm uh, outside of Urbino, and they have a breed of pig called the Cintasinese, which is a type of pig from Tuscany. I know we've talked about this before. Yes. Um, the distinguishing characteristics are the color, it's a black with a kind of a pink or white stripe along the belly most often, and it's got a 
higher fat content? Um, it's just got a nice. It's an. They take longer to grow, and they they taste much better, and they have a huge, beautiful fat cap on the just around them. Beautiful fat back, fat back. <laughs> but it was uh, it was great, and it's a gr- it, I people really find it interesting because there's not too many places where you even can see a whole a half an animal just laying before you and get to watch one and then do one. No, I mean you said. I mean you've worked in tons of restaurants. You've even worked at a butcher shop in. In Central Station. No, we'll get, yeah, we'll get the whole but, pieces. We'll get the shoulder, you'll get the whole belly, or you get the whole leg, but you won't get the whole half an animal. Mm-hmm. And that's what he, he had a whole animal hanging in his, hanging in his fridge. And the first half he broke out and sh- showed us, and you watch one. And then the next one was to do one. And it was great, totally hands on. And um, we saw each, each piece come apart and how you use that and what you would do with it. And then we took s- some of the pieces downstairs and put them under salt to cure them. Um, we yeah, saw. Yeah, and I have the pancetta video too, the rolled pancetta video made with them. Uh, yeah, so it's just really interesting. You see it from, I mean, you see when you walk up, you see the pigs hanging out and walking around and then you see it all the way to the finished uh, prosciuttos and pancettas and salamis that are hanging in the finishing cooler so my favorite part is towards the end when he starts saying what do you want to have for lunch and he starts cutting the pieces of pork yeah yeah chops. do you want <laughs> what do you want to have for lunch do you want to have some pancetta should we do some bistake so we do, it was too much lunch too oh my god so much lunch it was all delicious you but, were just like slicing off pieces of lard to put on the bread oh too. man great lardo over the the uh, the um, onion tart that she made that was uh, she it was a little overcooked but man I lo- it was delicious I love when it gets burning I personally love it kind of burning on the sides but that's just me yeah with the uh, nice pat of lard on top <laughs> nice pat of lard on top um, we also got the chickens this week yeah chickens they're all happy and healthy and they're doing getting along well. really well I like them the black ones are really cool the marcagiani they're a bit smaller and um. The color black is really cool, and it's almost got hints of blue to it. Um, so in typical Italian fashion, I ordered 20 hens, uh, 15 of which were brown, five I wanted the black marcagiani. I ordered one rooster and one turkey, and what showed up was 10 hens, <laughs> no turkey, no rooster. So um, We should be expecting a phone call today from the hardware store. Yeah, they better be bringing my turkeys today. I know, my chickens I know. Today. And That's I hope everyone gets on. along now that they've all been there for a few days, you know? Yeah. This is when we'll really see the peck in order. Uh, yeah, but, but they're ready to be. So we keep them for the first couple of weeks in their hen, little hen house to get them accustomed and just get them. So well, call no, it home. Yeah, home. no, that's home. That's where they the, get fed. The sights, the smells, all that. And then uh, we'll let them out into the middle paddock. We have like a big fence with plenty of space for them. The playpen. We call it the playpen. And then eventually we'll let them out and just free roam and around. Um, so they really are free-range chickens. I know. It's fun. I love it when they do their chicken run. <laughs> They drive me crazy. It's like then I have to start making sure the flowers are either up or pots are full because they like to, for some reason, nest in the flower pots. But And for some reason, with all the grass and all the land we have around, and they love to poop only on the stone. So No, I think they poop everywhere. You okay, fine. They the poop stone. everywhere. But the, the percentage of stone to grass is so great. That it seems like there's more poop on the stone <laughs> than there would be out there. I wish we could get goose. Oh man, we got we had geese. We from Carlin Gigas, we brought home two goose eggs, geese eggs, goose eggs, 
and uh, <laughs> made a frittata out of one of them, and the other one will probably scramble up for breakfast this morning. But those, those were good. I know Huge they end yolks. up in the pool though. Uh, the geese. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And if you think that chicken poop's bad, I'm sure that's even worse. Geese are meat. I know, but they protect the hens from the fox. I've heard that they they make a lot of noise and hiss and stuff. I know they're mean. I, I know. Like I w- it would be kind of cool. They'd be like the welcoming community. Hello, buongiorno. So, also right now, we are in the middle of preparing to go get our wine. Ah, yes. Uh, this afternoon, I'm going to go see about renting a. Uh, big, huge, mo- well, not huge, but Forgone. a big Berg Forgone, uh, Forgone, a big van that we will fill, take all of our demijohns, which are these glass teardrop-looking canisters in a basket, and that's what you take down to the wineries to get them filled up for your vino sfuso, or loose wine. And they're about 54 liters? There's comes in several sizes. The big ones are 54 liters. There's 28 liters, 18 liters, 10, 10 or 12 liters, whatever. And... Uh, we have a bunch of those, so we'll throw those into the van. We'll make it. We'll leave early in the morning. We'll drive about an hour and a half south and fill her up. Fill, start working our way back, back the other way with uh, different. When we'll get about uh, six or seven wines, we'll get uh, three red and usually three or four white. Yes, it's going to be good. I love this day. Yeah, it's except we are exhausted. You come home so yeah, you come home so just pooped. pooped. And the only bummer is that Friday starts the um, beer fest in Apecchio, or maybe it's only on Friday night. But I was hoping to go. But um, if anyone is in the Apecchio area this weekend, they're having a whole food and um, gastronom- gastronomy festival. So I'd check it out for sure, especially Friday night, starting at I think eight thirty. Yeah, I'm, we will be just just finishing unloading wine, and there's no way I'm going to <laughs> going to want to go to that. We'll see. We'll see. I we'll know. see. You know how much I love to stay out late and party. Oh, my gosh. You know what else we have to talk about we forgot to? The interview. Oh, shoot. That's right. <laughs> so this is hysterical. Well, I'll let you tell the whole I'll story. Start the, I'll start. You follow up. Okay. <laughs> so I had no idea. I'll put the microphone down. <laughs> I had no idea. The other day, Jason was gone doing grocery shopping. Beep, beep. Car pulls up. I had just gotten out of the shower. My hair's soaking wet. And it's Rye, the, um, what would you say? The, um, so the, the state run news channel. So like, um, there's Rye one, two and three. And that's, that's it. That's it. Kind of like RTL in the Netherlands or, um, Canadian broadcasting company or BBC. Same, something like that. Something okay. like that. Except not as not as prestigious <laughs> as the BBC. For the story it is. <laughs> so I like to pretend. I like to think it was the BBC. The Beebs. <laughs> it is not as prestigious as the BBC. <gasps> Whose dog is barking? Who do you think? Dodgy's here too? Yeah. Oh. Okay, sorry. Back to the story. So, um... So they pull up and they just want to take a bunch of, they ask if they can take some image shots. Just some shots of the outside and the house. And I'm like, sure, whatever. And I realized I have my hair wet, which is like a total blasphemia in Italian culture to go out with your hair wet. And I thought, oh, my God, if they film me like this, I will look like such a crazy lady. <laughs> so, they, whatever, they do their little thing and they're on their way. Okay, don't think twice. I get a call from Ularia, the girl from town who um, brought them over. And she said, oh, can you come by the castle before we do the transmission of the video? Maybe you could say a few words. That's what I understood her to say. Thank God I changed my clothes. It was after we'd done the butchering thing. And I show up at the castle. Jason didn't end up going. I see all these news trucks, and I'm thinking, what the hell is going on? 
I had to do a live interview on, on, on Rye. And I was so freaking nervous. I looked like I was had the giggles or something. <laughs> you looked you you just kept smi like even when the guy wasn't talking to you, you just kept smiling like, like I was so nervous. I can think I hope I understand what he's saying. I hope I don't uh space out or black out and just start talking about something else completely. I hope my Italian is right. Oh my god. And I don't know. It was ridiculous. And pretty instantaneously we started receiving messages people started stopping by to meet us someone stopped by to try to sell us their house okay this is the most hysterical <laughs> thing in the entire world this guy gets out of his house comes up gets out of his car sorry comes up hands in his pocket big glasses the you know the the, the shirt this is this is sunday at like four something he gets out hello he- hello can i help you bonus yes i saw the transmission yesterday <laughs> And I live over the hill in another town about 20 minutes away. And I thought, yes, these are the ones. He comes, starts telling us. We talk, small talk for a little bit. He came over to try to sell us his house, which was... Com- well, first of all, there's a lot of interest. A lot it's of interest. Right he now. goes, listen, I know, I've had calls from people in one, in one woman in Milan and another in Rome who are very interested. So you very have to, interested. You must act fast. But I think it should be you. But I think it should be yours. <laughs> And we ask, start, yo, okay. We ask him about it. It has five, it has five apart, I ask, oh, is it apartments or rooms or what? It has five, well, it has the possibility of five apartments. How many bathrooms? Well, it has the possibility of as many as you'd like. <laughs> so is the house habitable? Parts of it. <laughs> Basically, he came to sell us a ruin, and we were no- nothing about this interview said we were in the market or we were looking. It was just hysterical and so bizarre that he showed up and then he wouldn't leave. Uh, he just hung. He wanted to talk <laughs> he and hang out. To keep talking he, about it. He like, let us know that the price he was asking is a gift. He is giving <laughs> this house away, and act fast. Oh, it was just crazy. But we've had a lot of Italians contact us in the last couple of days. Uh, my favorite was, I'm being wooed. Oh, yes. We have a winery that's trying to woo us. They're sending over the uh, sending over a some representative. representative to talk to us and would like to have us feature their wines here. They're uh, from their winery here in Lamarque. I'd and- like to open that invitation to any winery. Or food production that would like me to sample their goods. Oh, yes. I'm into swag. <laughs> I would really. I would like. <laughs> I would really welcome that. And I would take it seriously. And I would be happy to give you any information how to just get this delivered or shipped to our door. And I would happily it's- consider it. Happily. <laughs> Open invitation. So it's just kind of funny. We we feel like big shots for a couple days because uh, we've had a lot, a lot of wonderful people from all over uh, all over Italy contact. Oh, yes, us. someone from Macerata, a family from Macerata, emailed us and they said that they they saw the transmission and their mother would like to make dinner for Jason and to uh, even though he wasn't on it, but to say she wanted to teach him some of her family recipes, which is great. This is what I love. <laughs> so it'll be great. It'll, I'm sure this Sunday too, and. Um, Maybe even Thursday when there's a when with the festivals, I'm sure we'll get a lot more drop buys. The drop buys were crazy on Sunday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was like every 20 minutes someone else was stopping and, and coming by, but it was wonderful. It was funny. And um, in town, you said at the oh my goodness, we went to town yesterday on Tuesday to uh, Fushiani's and get a porchetta sandwich and blah, and do some shopping and. There was a lot of Ashley talk. I like this. I like this. 
Oh my goodness. Uh, no, it's good. It was hysterical, but anyway. <laughs> so, um, through your listener uh, suggestions and listener questions, we are going to um, answer some of them today. And I want to just take a second to thank everyone for listening. And, um, Thank you for sending in your questions. If you have anything you want us to talk about or think would be interesting or something we get wrong, because, of course, you know we do no research. None or whatsoever. have any information that we know to be truly accurate on this podcast at all, I promise. Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Nothing is factual. <laughs> so go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. What's the uh, question so, this week? So this week's um, kind of Q&A is on family travel. Big city versus country. So we get a lot of questions from parents. Um, what can we do for a whole week? Would my kids be entertained? Is there really enough to do to stay a whole week? And um, this is, was just coincided with um, John's question as well, saying, as parents, we tend to think that uh, our kids will only be entertained in the big city. And what maybe you guys could expand on that. So I thought that was a great point. So let's first start like a uh, small here. If you were staying here for a week, what would you recommend? Well, um, I for would families. for families. Well, kids don't leave the pool first off. Right. Um, other, um, the kids love to hang out by the pool. There's hiking all over the, we're, I'm staring up at a ruin that's on, right across the, uh, way from our house that you can hike up to. It's a thousand-year-old castle ruin. Thousand-year-old castle cool. ruin, Monte Reparto. So, I mean, things like that, your imagination runs wild. Out here, it's we are so deep in the country and green and next to the um, – in these foothills and the forest behind us that kids – it feels like they're camping. I don't know. Kids love it out here. Um, everyone seems to just relax. It's really peaceful. Well, I don't know if you can hear the tractor. <laughs> it sounds like it's in our – it is in our front yard right now. But it's really tra- peaceful and everyone kind of just seems to mellow out and relax out here and just take a deep breath, you mm-hmm. know? Um, you can walk down to the river. You can go wade through the river. You can walk uh, – in the summertime, you can, in fact, walk the whole river and just take your shoes off and walk down – a you know, walk down it. Go horseback riding right, right here. Absolutely on our road. Horseback riding. There's foraging. Of course, taking a cooking class. The kids. Kids love it. Kids love to walk through the garden and pick the vegetables. And it's surprisingly shocking how many uh, kids don't know what a carrot looks like or where it comes from or what a, uh, you know, what potatoes or what what tomatoes look like on the vine. So it's, it's really true. Like when Jason takes the kids down and walks them through the garden, it's so different than having like their parent do it and be like, all right, this is a tomato. And they're like, all right, whatever. Stop forcing me to eat vegetables, mom. Um, but here they're like, oh my God, this is cool. And they'll just start eating it straight off the vine. And it is incredible. You'll see kids eating raw carrots that only eat, um, you know, canned soup or things like that. It's just really wonderful to see. And they like to get their hands dirty. If they're here, if kids are here in um, August and September in particular, we like to put their little hands to work in the garden to pick the tomatoes and then do um, swim breaks and then go, everyone into the pool quick. <laughs> uh, especially in the July and August season, it's pretty much family time. So mm-hmm. there's always other kids here from um, all over Europe and America and, and kids never really seem to be bored. And No. There's tons of games and yeah, they, or they make up games like kids used to do, you know? Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, you go out and play. I mean, we have a big, huge field. You can kick the ball around. You can go, you know, 
hunt for stuff. You get a stick. You poke around. It's, I know. You kind of just run around like you. We had the little boy, Julian, who collected the bugs. He did. He collected <laughs> bugs all week long, and he made a little house for him. He had a little uh, clear plastic like cage thing for him. And then at the last day before he left, he called He's it so the Liberation Day. And he... Bunch of, he was so cute. He was five or six, this little Italian boy who looked like the kid from Jerry Maguire. A little bit, the yeah. Little sunglasses, except he was cuter because he would wear like Ramones t-shirts. <laughs> ACDC and, uh-huh, t-shirts, yeah. And he looked out the window and he said, Buongiorno, Jason. Oggi è il giorno di liberazione. And today is the day of liberation. And he let the bugs go. And I just thought... I've never seen a five-year-old like that. It was so cute. And he also was the same kid who traveled with his chocolate cookbook, and you guys made a dessert together. That is true. That's right. <laughs> we do have pictures of that. Um, other things around here. Well, now, yeah. So now if you want to get in the car. Yeah, if you want to get in the car, and within, um, I mean, obviously there's local villages that are 10, 15 kilometers away. But you could go to the coast, which is about 45, 50 kilometers, to the Adriatic Sea, and go to the beach. Um, we have a friend with a yacht, and you can go out and do a um, lunch trip to nowhere and swim in the sea, jump off the boat. There's all the um, family parks, like the Fantasia Land and the Dolphin show <laughs> and excellent <laughs> there's a bunch of that stuff along the coast yeah th- there's um awesome race cars what are those um oh the carts. go-karts go-karts all over the place the italians are fascinated with go-karts there's go-karting um walking along fano and people watching is great you can go into the roman roman romanolo riviera of riccione and gabice mare and um, um Rimini. Rimini. And up there they also have one of those like um tree parks where you can like um kids are strapped in and you jump from like your kind of not bungee jumping, but it's on zip lines and stuff. That looks really cool. And there's for Saucy Caves. A little bit further for Saucy Caves, closer to home, there's the Furlow Gorge, uh forty five minutes from our house in the other direction. So instead of going towards the sea, you go a little south and then west is the medieval town of Gubbio. Also, the best thing I would suggest, especially if you're staying somewhere out in the country, something like an agriturismo is also, or finding apartments or a small country home that you can rent is probably much more economical for a family because you can cook at home. You have a lot more space than staying at a hotel in a big city. And you can really feel like make it your home base for a while and unpack and and get comfortable and go shopping at the little local villages, which is fun. And I don't know, make a... Depending on how old your kids are, make it like a gelato tour. So every village you visit, you make sure to stop at a gelato shop and you guys grate it or try different flavors at every one. I don't know. I would do something like that, too. You pump but, your kids full of yeah, gelato sugar. <laughs> but also, make sure that if you're staying in the countryside, that your vacation um, includes a weekend because there are so many great festivals throughout the summer. Oh, my God. Starting from this weekend all the way through uh, end of November. Well, all the way through. And there's... Every single weekend, there's something going on. There's sagras, which are uh, um, food festivals, or the fiera, which is the like um, tr- the big, huge uh, traveling markets. Um, what else is uh, medieval festivals? Medieval festivals with um, the sword fighting and the. Um the archery, the crossbow tournaments and things like that. It's a blast. The rally cars come through here during yep. the summer. They Every year they have the rally of San Marino, and that's usually in the beginning of uh, July. And you can go just, I mean, literally 
two or three kilometers from our house, you park your car and you walk 15 minutes into the hills and you watch the rally cars come by at crazy speeds on these roads that we got to check the map. Yeah, this year where it goes. Oh, and speaking of those, Giro d'Italia is coming doesn't, up. Doesn't come through us this I year. I know, but it's coming up soon. It's normally like the it's first or second, second week of May. Yeah. So that's definitely coming up. I'm excited. It's starting. It's starting. I'm looking at a few hundred wine bottles. Well, what did we have? How many more wine bottles? Uh, I think it's like 360. 360 wine bottles left to clean. Woo! We're going tomorrow morning. Let's get we should get we should get moving. I know it. I know it. All right, wrap this bad boy up. Well, thank you all very very much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh the if you liked what you hear and you're interested, the only thing we ask from you is to tell a friend, tell a coworker, tell a family member and someone who's going to Italy. Spread the love, spread the word. Um we really appreciate it and because of you is you guys listening, which is still ridiculous. I can't believe there's people listening. Um this is why we do this. Hopefully, try to do this. We do it for you. We do it for you. <laughs> Always for you. We do it for you, Ted, on the tr- the R train heading into the city, <laughs> stuck in traffic. <laughs> exactly. Slice the life of the country living. But uh, thank you very much for listening. Bring us home. Where All can right. they find us? You can find us at. Um, LaTavlaMarque.com, LaTavlaMarque.blogspot.com on Facebook, Twitter, Vimeo, YouTube, <laughs> LinkedIn, all of it at LaTavlaMarque. And it is spelled L A T A V O L A M A R C H E. And you can shoot us an email um, through our Facebook page or info at LaTavlaMarque.com. Well, there you go. Thank you so much for listening again. And from the gorgeous, sunny, beautiful La 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 Lamarque, Italy. Until we speak to you again next time, thanks so much. Have a great week. Ciao. Sentire Media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentiri Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.